The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. From Hollywood, the Hollywood Radio Theater. Starring Virginia Mayo, Dana Andrews, and Robert Cummings in Strangers on a Train. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Irving Cummings. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. There is no question that travel is an excellent way to seek adventure. But I doubt that anyone would wish to experience the fateful meeting in tonight's play, Strangers on a Train. And as our stars, we have that sensitive actor, Dana Andrews, glamorous Virginia Mayo, and in an unusual role, talented Robert Cummings. An excellent trio to bring you this engrossing Warner Brothers screen hit, which was directed by that master of suspense, Alfred Hitchcock. Now, Act One of Strangers on a Train, starring Robert Cummings as Bruno Anthony, Dana Andrews as Guy Haynes, and Virginia Mayo as Anne Morton. <laughs> A few moments ago, an northbound train left Washington, D.C. Among the passengers settling down in the club car are two young men. I, I beg your pardon, hmm? Oh. I hate to interrupt your reading, but aren't you Guy Haynes? That's right. Well, I'm quite a tennis fan. I saw your match last season in South Orange against Faraday. No, that was one of my lucky days. Oh, I certainly do admire people who do things. Oh, by the way, my name's Anthony. Uh, Bruno Anthony? How do you do? Well, I guess you want to get back to your book and read, don't you? <laughs> Go right ahead. Thanks. So, you know, it, it um, must be pretty exciting to be so important. Well, a tennis player isn't so important. All the people who do things are important. Now, me, I, I never seem to do anything. I suppose you're, you're going to Southampton for the double, huh? You read the sport page, don't you? Uh, I wish I could be there to watch you. But, but I've got to be back in Washington tomorrow. Uh, cigarette? Not now, thanks. But you don't have to have a match, do you? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Well, what an elegant lighter. Engraved, too. A to G. I'll uh, bet I can guess who A is. Anne. Anne Morton. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> it's simple. You see, sometimes I turn the sports pages and look at the society section. She's very good. Send it to Morton's daughter. You're quite a reader, Mr. Anthony. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Ask me anything. I got the answer. 
Even about people I don't even know, like, um, like who would like to marry whom when his wife gets a divorce? Maybe you read too much. Oh, well, there I go again. I meet somebody I like and admire so much, and I, I say the wrong thing. Oh, forget it. I guess I'm just a little jittery. Uh, when's the wedding? What? Well, you and Ann Morton, uh, the wedding, it was in the paper. But it couldn't have been, unless they legalized bigamy. <laughs> it's wonderful, you know, having your company all the way to New York. As a matter of fact, I'm getting off at Metcalf. Metcalf? <laughs> Who'd want to stop at Metcalf? Well, it's my hometown. Oh, oh, I guess. A little chat with your wife about the divorce? Well, how about having lunch in my compartment? Oh, thanks, but I think I'll go to the dining car. No, no, no seats there for about 20 minutes. Well, uh, how about lunch in my compartment? No, <laughs> wouldn't think of it. Come along, Mr. Hayes. Oh, say, this, this is a real place. I went to three different colleges, got kicked out each time drinking and gambling. <laughs> All right, so I'm a bum. Who said you were? My father. He hates me. With all the money he's got, he thinks I ought to punch a time clock somewhere and work my way up. Well, I think possibly he's got... I hate him, too. I tell you, I get so sore at him sometimes I... I want to kill him. No, I don't think you know what you want. Well, I want to do something and everything. You know, I've got a theory that you should do everything before you die. Have you ever driven a car blindfolded at 150 miles an hour? Well, no, not lately. Well, I did. I flew in a jet plane, too. Man, what a thrill. <laughs> Almost blew the sawdust out of my head. What are you trying to prove, anyway? Well, you see, I'm not like you, guys. I mean, you're lucky, you're smart. First of all, you're a wonderful tennis player. On top of that, you've got a swell job. Assistant to a United States senator. On top of that, you're going to marry the boss's daughter. Well, that makes a nice shortcut to a career, doesn't it? Marrying the senator's daughter has nothing to do with it. Take it easy, guy. I'm your friend, remember? I like you. I, I'd do anything for you. Uh, we'll be stopping soon. Uh, I've got to change trains, you know. Oh, yes, that's right. Metcalf. What did you say her name was? Your wife? Miriam. Miriam. I suppose she played around a lot, huh? Skip it, Bruno. Okay. Say, um, if you want to hear one of my ideas for a perfect murder... Murder? <laughs> Isn't that against the law? <laughs> What's a life or two? Some people are better off dead anyway. Someone like your wife and uh, my father, for instance. Now, let's say that you'd like to get rid of your wife. <laughs> you know, you've got quite a sense of humor, Bruno. No, 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 no I'm serious. No. Now, look, let's say that, that you had a very good reason to want her dead, but you'd be afraid to kill her. You know why? Because you'd be caught. And what would trip you up? The motive. Now, here is my idea. I'm afraid I don't have time to listen to you, Bruno. Oh, but it's so simple. Look, two fellows meet accidentally, like you and me here on the train. Now, there's no connection between them at all. Never even saw each other before. Now, each one has somebody that he'd like to get rid of. So they swap murders. Swap murders? Yeah. Each fellow does the other fellow's murder. And then there's nothing to connect them. Each one has murdered a total stranger. Like you do my murder. 
And I do yours. Oh, we're coming into my station now. Yeah, for example, your wife and my father, crisscross. Well, thanks for the lunch, Bruno. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And you, you think my theory's okay, huh, Guy? You like it? <laughs> sure. Sure, you've got some great ideas. Nice meeting you, Bruno. Yeah, good luck at Southampton, Guy. You bet I've got some great ideas. Oh, hey, Guy, your lighter. You, you forgot your cigarette light. From A to Z. Well, I'll send it to him sometime. Yeah. I must send it to him sometime. You don't mind meeting you in the park, Di. No, Miriam, not at all. This is fine. I couldn't very well meet you in the store, could I? I need to take my lunch hour later. Well, you're you're looking well, Miriam. So are you. You got a nice tan playing tennis with all your rich friends. When can we see your lawyer? What's your hurry, Di? I hurry. <laughs> you're the one who's in a hurry, aren't you? Well, you wouldn't give me the divorce right away. I sort of hoped it was because you were a little bit jealous. I got over being jealous a long time ago. You know, I think you're handsomer than ever. It's pretty late now to start fighting with a discarded husband. Let's see your lawyer and get this thing over with. Did you bring the money? Lawyers are expensive. It's in this envelope here. Yes. Thanks. You know, if I'd known that you'd start doing so well, I wouldn't have run out on you. What are you trying to say, Miriam? I got a big surprise for you. I'm not getting a divorce. But it's what you wanted. It's all you've been hopping about for over a year now. It's a woman's privilege to change her mind. Not and buy some pretty clothes. I wouldn't want you to be ashamed of me in Washington. What's that supposed to mean? Don't look so mad. You always smile when you have your picture taken for the newspapers. Especially when Ann Morton's hanging on your arm. Let's not talk about Ann Morton. And you can throw all your little dreams about her right in the ass can. Make a real pretty story, wouldn't it? The senator's daughter all involved with a married man. What's happened, Miriam? Your boyfriend run out on you? No man runs out on me, Guy. Not even you. So think it over. I never want to see or hear of you again. I'm warning you, Miriam. Either we go ahead with this divorce or I... I wish I'd time to listen to you, but i got to get back to work. I'll see you in Washington in two weeks. <laughs> Hello? Hello, operator. I have your party now, sir. Go ahead, please. Hello? Guy, is that you? Hello, darling. Where are you? I'm in Metcalf. Oh, then you've seen Miriam. Guy, did everything go all right? No. Everything went all wrong. She doesn't want the divorce. Guy? Oh, but it's unbelievable. I mean, after all these months. But what did she say? Does it make any difference what she said? What? Oh, I, I'm sorry, Anne. It's just that I, I feel so... Yes, darling, I know how you must feel, but you sound so savage, guy. Yeah, I'd like to break her neck. I'd like to break her foul, useless little neck. Oh, there's no use talking like that, dear. Yes, I know. I suppose I'd try to see her again, but uh, I've got to get to Southampton. My train leaves here in a few minutes. Just don't worry, darling. We waited this long. We can wait a little longer. I don't know what I'd do without you. I love you, guy. Well, I've got to rush now, dear. My train's coming. I'll see you on Thursday. Yeah, sure. 
Hello. Uh, Guy, uh, this is Bruno. How are you, Guy? Who? What did you say this is? Uh, Bruno, Bruno Antony. Don't you remember on the train? Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> I would have called you sooner, but the operator had a little trouble finding you in Southampton. Would you mind telling me why you're phoning? Well, how are the matches going, Guy? I don't play till the morning. Oh. Uh, Guy, about your visit in Metcalf, are you getting a divorce? Oh, now, wait a minute, Bruno. She won't what? give it to you, right? Miriam won't give you a divorce. No. She double-crossed you. Are you going to see her again? Now, look, Bruno, why don't you just I mind? told you I liked you, Guy. I'm your friend. You should never suggest that. You just leave Miriam to me. What are you talking about? You'll find out, Guy. Just be patient, that's all. You just be patient. I don't care what Bruno's doing. I said I want to talk to him. If you're talking about me, Father, I had to call a friend of mine long distance. Really, Charles? Must you always take this tone with Bruno? It's all right, Mother. I'm used to his tone by now. You can wipe that injured look off your face right now. You were out last night, weren't you? I'm a big boy, Father. I go out at night all the time. You had another accident. You hit another car. Yeah, really? Now it's hit and run driving. And you knew about it all the time. Oh, but, dear, it was a parked car. No one was in it. Why don't you tell that to the police? They, they won't do anything to Bruno. This was the last time, Eunice. Help me. I'll never lift a finger for him again. <laughs> it's all right, Mother. No, no, dear. You know I can't stand to see you crying. Is there anything else you want to say to me, Father? Yes. Get out of my sight. Get out of my sight before I'll I... be back tomorrow, Mother. Bruno, where are you going? Oh, just a little trip, Mother. Something for a friend of mine. You just don't understand him, Charles. What's he going to do next? Tell me. What's he going to do next? Nothing. Nothing at all. It's not normal. If it's the last thing I do, I'm going to have that boy taken care of. If necessary, put under restraint. I'll never permit it. Never. Never. It can't go on, you. Things like this just can't go on. Guy. <laughs> well, hello. Who's that? Bruno? Yeah, that's right, Guy. How are you? Well, what are you doing here? And at this time of night? Well, I was waiting for you to get back to Washington. I thought of meeting you at the station, but then I figured this might be better here in front of your apartment. Now, look, it's one o'clock at night, and you I'm You don't tired. seem very pleased to see me, Guy. Would you mind telling me what this is all about? I, uh, I've just come back from Metcalf, Guy. I brought you a little present. See? They're glasses. She didn't tell me that Miriam wore glasses. She, she Miriam. It was very quick, guys. She wasn't hurt any. It, it was all over in no time. What are you trying to tell me? Oh, I knew you'd be surprised. And there's nothing for us to worry about either. Nobody saw us, only Miriam. And I was very careful, guy. Even when I dropped your cigarette lighter, I went right back and picked it what? up. Cigarette lighter. Was you maniac? What's a guy? We, we planned it on the train together. You wanted it, remember? Where are you going? Where do you think I'm going? I don't believe you, but I'm going to call the police anyway. But you can't, Guy. We'd both be arrested for murder. You're in this just as much as I am. We planned it together. Kristoff, you crazy fool. You think you can get away with that? Oh, come now, Guy. Now, why should I go to Metcalf to kill a total stranger? Unless it was the part of the plan that you were in on. You're the one who benefits, Guy. I didn't even know the girl. But if you're going to the police now, why, you're just returning yourself in as an accessory. You see, you had the motive. Why, you, you're insane. Now, now, listen, let me tell you about my father. I've done my part now, and you'll do yours. I've uh, got the plan of the house here, all gone up. Now, as soon as you... Shut up. 
But, Dad, we've got to arrange Get away from me before I give you the same thing you gave Miriam. Oh. Oh, you're not yourself, guy. Now, when you think things over, you, you'll see that I'm right. Tomorrow we... I don't know you. I never saw you before, and I never want to see you again. You're a lighter guy. The one you gave Anne. You know, you left it on the train. Did you miss it? Give that to me, Bruno. Give me that lighter. I, I don't have it, guy. That is, I, I don't have it with me, you see. Well, as I said, we can arrange everything tomorrow. Hello? Oh, Ann. Well, I'm sorry, darling, but I just got in. Of course I'm all right. But you sound upset. Is there anything wrong? All right, darling. I'll come over right away. Coming over, darling. And, and what is it? You're trembling. I, I wonder if you know how much I love you. Come along, guys. Father and Barbara, they're waiting in the library. I thought we'd like to be alone, Guy, but Anne insisted and so did Barbara. Now, really, Daddy, if I'm going to be Guy's sister-in-law, the least I can Sit do is... Sit down, Barbara, and keep quiet. Guy, we wouldn't have called you at this hour if it weren't important. It's, uh, it's about your wife. Miriam? What about it, sir? I'm sorry to be the one to tell you. She's been killed, Guy. Murdered. The police have been trying to locate you everywhere. You're to call headquarters in Metcalf. Miriam? Murdered? Tonight. About nine o'clock. She... She was strangled. Twenty minutes ago on a street corner, Guy Haynes listened to Bruno Anthony tell an incredible story of how he had murdered Guy's wife. But now in Senator Morton's home, Guy learns that Bruno's fantastic report is completely true. It, uh, it happened in an amusement park, Guy. Some sort of lover's lane, I believe. Terrible. She'd gone there apparently with, with some other people. Two of the young men found her... It was done by someone else. They don't even have a suspect, Guy. Except you, probably. Barbara, I wish you'd keep quiet. But the police will say that Guy wanted Miriam out of the way so he could marry Anne. She's right, Senator. But if you've got an alibi, you have nothing to worry about. You can tell them where you were at about 9 o'clock tonight. I was on my way here. I was on the train. Well, there you are. Who saw you? Did you speak to anyone? You need a witness. Yes. Yes, I did speak to someone. He was the only other passenger in the club car. Someone you, you know? No, I didn't know him. He said his name was Collier or Collins or something like that. He said he was a professor at Delaware Tech. He'd uh, been drinking. Drinking? Yes, he'd been to some meeting and had a couple of drinks. Well, if he was on the train, he saw you. Then everything is all right. You still have to answer some questions. It's a dreadful business. Dreadful. Poor, unfortunate girl. Miriam was rotten. She was a human being. Father, it's getting late. Guy looks so tired. Of course. Well, you two... Now you can be married right away. Think of it. You're free. You won't forget to phone the Metcalf police, guys. Captain Shirley. Yes, sir. Good night, Senator. Good night. Good night, Barbara. I still think it would be wonderful to have a man love you so much he'd kill for you. I kept saying over and over again I was being silly, Guy, but there was one horrible moment tonight when the news came through. 
I kept remembering what you said on the phone for Metcalf after you'd seen her. That I... That I could break her neck. No, don't even say it. Forget you ever said it. And there was something even more terrifying than the murder itself. The horrible thought that if you had anything to do with it... Anything to do with it? We'd be separated, perhaps forever. I couldn't stand that guy. I couldn't bear it. And you, you don't think that I... Oh, darling. No, no, of course not. Just hold me, guy. Just hold me. Early, Mr. Haynes. Good of you to come down here so quickly. I'm just as anxious as you are, Captain. Well, we've managed to locate the gentleman you spoke with on the train. Well, Professor, this is Mr. Haynes. I, uh, I can't tell you how foolish I feel, Captain. I really don't remember meeting this gentleman. You don't remember? But you were just a moment, Mr. Haynes. Unfortunately, I remember very little of my trip. You see, we, uh, we had a little celebration. I'm not a drinking man, and... Well, just one or two drinks, man. But we were sitting right opposite each other. You were going over some speech you made about calculus, mathematics or something. I'm very sorry, Mr. Haynes. I, I certainly must have been celebrating. If uh, you'll wait outside, Professor. I guess. Is it so important whether he remembers me or not? Surely the important thing is I've been able to name one man who was on that train with me. You've been able to find him. Isn't that proof enough that I was there last night? Yes, I'd say. You were in the clear... But there is a little more checking I'd like to do. But if I'm, I'm in the clear, what do you... Take it easy, Mr. Haynes. You're free to go back to Washington right now. Oh, thank you, Captain. Then the police verified his alibi, Father, and said he could go. Isn't that about it, dear? Yes, except that when uh, an alibi is full of scotch, it casts a little doubt. Then the professor was boiled. He didn't remember me at all, Barbara. But you knew he was on the train. Wasn't that enough to prove that's where you were? I wish I knew. For sure, I mean. Oh, everything's all right, Anne. The police are just being thorough. What's your next move, guy? Well, whatever it is, the police will know all about it. Let's take a look out the window. My guardian angel. What? Why, guy, you're being killed. That is Detective Leslie Hennessy. He works 16 hours a day, and somebody named Hammond takes over for the next eight as a matter of fact, Hennessy seems like a very nice fellow. Uh, for uh, your own peace of mind, Guy, uh, perhaps, uh, well, perhaps if you worked here at the house for the next few days, well, it would be less embarrassing for you. It would be less embarrassing for you, wouldn't it, sir, if I resigned as your assistant? That's ridiculous. Of course it is. Besides, don't you have to play in the tennis tournament? I'm withdrawing from that, Father. But uh, wouldn't it look awkward if you suddenly cancelled all your plans? Father's right, Guy. You've got to go on as though nothing had happened. Escorted by Mr. Hennessy. I beg your pardon. What is it, Bessie? It's telephone from Mr. Haynes, Miss. They say it's urgent. You can take it right over there, Guy. Hmm? Oh, oh, yes, yes. Hello? Hello, Guy. This is Bruno. I was hoping you'd call me before I... What's the matter? Boy, it must have been some mistake. It wasn't for me. I'm learning more and more things about you, Guy. I never dreamed you were so interested in painting. I feel a very warm attachment for this art gallery. For the first time all week, we've actually been alone for an hour. By the way, where's Hennessy? Oh, he's waiting out front. Hadn't we better be leaving? Yes, I suppose so. I wonder if we'll ever... Guy, 
Uh, do you have a minute, Guy? No, come on. We'll get Hennessy and find a cab. Oh, but that man, he's calling you, Guy. Oh. Well, excuse me, dear. I'll see what he wants. I'm sorry to have to follow you here, Guy. Will you stop pestering me? You never even answered my note. Well, that's time to You're spoiling everything. You're making me come out in the open. Why didn't you call me? My father's leaving for Florida next week with not much time. There's a detective outside. He'll see us together. Isn't that Ann Morton you're with? Slight improvement over Miriam, huh, guy? I'm telling you to stay away from me. Who is he, Guy? Oh, just some tennis fan. I never saw him before. Well, that's funny. Funny? I mean, I, I saw him yesterday. Where? He was at the tennis club watching you practice. Oh. He was sitting with Mr. and Mrs. Darville. He must be very amusing. He had them in stickers most of the time. Who are the Darvilles? Well, he's connected with the French Embassy. We'll meet them tomorrow night, darling. They'll be at the party. Oh, uh, yes. About that party, Anne. Do you, do you really think I should be there? But I thought we settled that, dear. Of course you should be there. <sighs> he's watching us, Guy. That man. Well, come along, dear. Let's go home. <laughs> Young Frenchman with the Darville. Oh, he's not French, Daddy. They just introduced me to him. His name's Anthony. Bruno Anthony. Doesn't he look interesting? Why is he looking at you? Daddy, not so loud. He's coming over here. Oh, uh, this is my father, Mr. Anthony. Oh, I'm delighted to meet you, Senator. Uh, how do you do? Yes, it's a wonderful party, sir. You know, sometime I'd like to talk to you about my idea for harnessing the life force. It'll make atomic power look like a horse and buggy. Well, uh, I'm sure... I'm already uh, developing my faculty for seeing millions of miles. Senator, can you imagine being able to smell a flower on the planet Mars? <laughs> well, I'd like to have lunch with you someday soon, sir, and tell you more about it. I'll see you later, won't I? Uh, that, uh, that, uh, that'll, that'll be fine. Uh, later, yes. I still don't remember inviting that young man. I told you, Daddy. The Darvilles just brought him along. Uh, just a minute, Barbara. Where are your glasses? My glasses. You're supposed to wear glasses, Bob. Oh, but, Daddy, even at parties... Not another word. Get your glasses and put them on. What are you so concerned about, Guy? If the Darvels brought him, well, what difference does it make? He shouldn't be here. Oh, but you said you don't even know him. Well, I just don't like his looks. I don't like the way he keeps tearing at Barbara, either. I'm not so sure I blame him. Barbara's very cute, especially when she wears glasses. Besides, he seems to be talking to Judge Donahue right now. Judge Donahue? Now, come on, let's see how Jimmy's coming. And there's, there's something else I'd like to ask you, Judge Donahue. Now, after you've sentenced a man to the chair, isn't it rather difficult to go out and just eat your dinner right away? Well, really, young man, I... Well, when a murderer has been convicted, he must be sentenced. When he's sentenced to death, he must be executed. Oh, oh, it, it's quite impersonal, isn't it? Well, besides, it doesn't happen every day. So few murderers are caught. If, if you don't mind, I, I believe I'm being paid. Well, Mr. Anthony, you seem very interested in the subject of murder. Well, no, no more than anyone else. No more than uh, you, for instance. Me? Oh, I'm not interested in murder. <laughs> oh, come now. Everyone's interested. <laughs> sure you're not going to tell me that there hasn't been a time that you didn't want to dispose of someone? Good heavens, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, you mean to tell me that there wasn't a, 
a tiny moment when you were made very angry. <laughs> and then what did you say? Well. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there you are, you see, there you are. <laughs> now, now you've decided to commit a murder, you see. Now, how would you plan to do it? I didn't get your name. Uh, Mrs. Cunningham. <laughs> well, Mrs. Cunningham, come on, how would you do it? Well, um... I suppose I'd have to get a gun from somewhere. Oh, no, Mrs. Cunningham. No, bang, bang, bang all over the place. Oh. Blood everywhere. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> well, um, how about a little poison? A poison, yes, yes, poison. That's better, Mrs. Cunningham. But poison could take anywhere from 10 to 12 weeks. Oh. That is, if you wanted to be careful. Yes. If poor Mr. Cunningham is going to die from natural causes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, um, what's your idea, Mr. Anthony? I have the best way and the best tool. My two hands. Oh. Yes, it's, it's simple, silent, very quick. Oh, why, of course. Oh, you must be very strong, Mr. <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> yeah, let me just uh, show you what I mean. Yes. You, you don't mind if I borrow your neck for a moment, do you? Oh, <laughs> oh but this is so silly. <laughs> very well, then. Um, go ahead. Yes. Now, now, just watch what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Now, when I nod my head, yes. you just try to cry out. Uh-huh. <laughs> I bet you won't be able to make a sound. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, now, just relax. Just wait till I nod my head. All right, Father. Mrs. Anderson's with her and Judge Donahue. They're up in the bedroom. But what happened? How could he have choked her? Well, I don't know for sure. Mrs. Anderson thinks they were playing some sort of game. Then when Bessie screamed, she just fainted. Now, where is he, Anne? Where's Anthony? A guy took him into the study. Then tell Guy to get him out of here as soon as he can. This is a nice item for the cut. Well, uh, I'd better get back to the kids. Barbara, what's the matter? It was awful. I saw him. What was he trying to do to her? You saw him? I was standing in the doorway. His hands were on her throat, but he kept staring at me. And he was strangling me. What do you mean? He thought he was murdering me. But why, Anne? Why me? Don't be silly, dear. You're upset, that's all. Now go find happened, Guy? I fainted, didn't I? I started getting so... so dizzy. You oh, mad, crazy maniac. You ought to be locked up. Will you get out of here now and let me alone? But guy, I like you. And we, we've got to talk about my father. You you promised to... Now, you shouldn't have done that, Guy. You shouldn't have hit me. Maybe that'll knock a little sense into you. Do you have a car here? Yeah. It's uh, outside, down the block. Come on, we'll go out the back way. Guy, did he leave? Oh, Anne. Oh, I didn't mean to startle you, dear. He has left? Yes. Anne, why did you come out here? I had to talk to you. Guy, yesterday at the art gallery, that wasn't the first time you'd met Bruno, was it? What makes you say that? Uh, I don't know. Guy, 
What did Miriam look like? I've told you. I want you to tell me again. Well, she, she was dark, not too tall, rather pretty. What else? What else is there? She wore glasses, didn't she? Yes. Barbara wears glasses, too. And Barbara looks something like Miriam, doesn't she? No. Doesn't she? No. No, not at all. How did you get him to do it, Guy? I get him to do it? Bruno Anthony killed Miriam, didn't he? Tell me, didn't he? Yes, This man's a maniac. I met him on the train going to Metcalf. He had some crazy scheme about exchanging murders. If I do his murder, he'd do mine. Well, what do you mean, your murder? Well, he'd read about me in the papers. He knew about Miriam. He knew about you. Oh, you must have known he was talking nonsense. But he wasn't. Of course, I didn't give it another thought. And now, a lunatic wants me to kill his father. It's too fantastic. You, you mean you've known about Miriam all this time? Since the first night. He showed me her glasses. Well, why don't you call the police? And have them say what you just did? Mr. Haynes, how did you get him to do it? Then Bruno would say, we planned it together. We'd better get back before Hennessy starts looking for you. Now, do you see, Anne? This is why I didn't want you to know anything about it. I wanted to protect all of you, Barbara and your father. Now that you know, you're acting guilty, too. Guy, what are we going to do? I don't know. I don't know. decided to do what you want about your father. Yes, I want to get it over with. Detective, oh, don't worry about Hennessy. There's a way out across the roof here to the next apartment. Does anyone know you've come home? Then you'd better go out again and stay out till after daylight. I... I'll be there in 40 minutes. Guy Haynes, there's only one way out. Now in the quiet of the night, guys entered the Anthony home. With the key and the map of the house that Bruno sent him, Guy has no trouble finding the bedroom. Mr. Anthony. Mr. Anthony, don't be alarmed. But I've got to talk to you about your son. About Bruno, Mr. Anthony. Wouldn't you feel more at home with a light on, Guy? Bruno! My father isn't home, Guy. I was about to tell you that over the phone, but you made such a quick decision, I wondered why. I thought your father would be interested to know he has a lunatic for a son. And you have no intention of going ahead with our little arrangement? I never had. Bruno, look. You're a terribly sick man. I don't know much about these things, but why don't you go where you can get some kind of treatment? Not only for your own sake, but you can't go on just causing more and more. I don't like to be double-crossed, Guy. I have a murder on my conscience. I killed your wife. But it's not just my murder. It's yours, too, isn't it? I guess there's no use trying to talk to you, Bruno. I'll leave now. Yes. Yes, that man from the police who's supposed to be watching you. You mustn't let him get suspicious, guy. You can put that gun away, Bruno. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm not going to shoot you, guy. It might disturb my mother. I'm a very clever fellow. I'll pick up something much better than that. Good night, guy. Where did he 
go, Hennessy? Where did Haynes go? I'd take it easy, Hammond. If I knew where he went, I wouldn't be waiting here for you to relieve me. I didn't even know he gave me the slip until I heard his phone ringing. Well? Something keeps ringing for ten minutes. Nobody sleeps that time, so I woke up the janitor to let me in. No Haynes. We'll probably hear of another dame murdered. I'll go back to the office and put in a call to Metcalf, Captain Serving. I think this calls for more questioning of Mr. Haynes. Questioning? Let's take him in. Now, look, you're a good cop, Hammond, but how many times do I got to tell you we don't have a thing on Haynes? There's no evidence that he was even in Metcalf when his wife was killed. So we uh, just let him come back here and go to bed, huh? That's right, Hammond. We just wait it out. one knows I've come here, Mrs. Anthony, but I simply had to talk to you. Oh, Miss Morton, really, I know Bruno's been in some very awkward scrapes, but nothing so ridiculous as a murder. But you have to make him do something about this. Don't you see that just one word from him would get Guy out of this dreadful situation? Oh, how can you take this so seriously? It's just some practical joke, dear. Bruno's so terribly irresponsible. You don't seem to understand. Your son is responsible for a woman's death. Did Bruno tell you this? No, of course not, but well, I... Well, there you are. Well, now, it was very nice of you to call, Miss Morton. Do come and see us again sometime, won't you? I'm afraid the mother wasn't very much help, was she? If you don't mind, I think I'd better leave. If mother hasn't been too well for some time. She's a little, well, how shall I say, confused. You know, I'm, I'm very upset with Guy. He shouldn't have sent you. Guy doesn't know I'm here, Mr. Anthony. He's at the tennis club, isn't he? He will be. Yes, he's playing Reynolds after a very important match. Oh, but he, he must be very desperate to try to involve me. Try to involve you? Well, I've been protecting Guy ever since he told me how much he hated his wife. Do you know, Miss Morton, that Guy tried to get me to go back to that amusement park some night after dark to look for his cigarette lighter? What's his cigarette lighter got to do with this? Why, he dropped it there right after he... Well, right. You see, all the police are waiting for is just one piece of evidence to convict Guy for the murder. I can't tell you how worried I am. Please stop. Oh, Miss Morton, I, I do sympathize with you. But I, I just couldn't do what he asked. Why, that would make me an accessory. Then I left his house and came straight here to the club, Guy. You shouldn't have gone there, darling. Bruno told me if the police ever found your lighter there, that's all they need. Something to prove you were there when she was murdered. Bruno has my lighter. I know. You told me. That lie about wanting him to get it back. That means that he's going back to Metcalf. Back to the amusement park. He's going to drop it there. Somewhere where they'll be sure and find it. Oh, Guy, I wanted so much to help, but I'm afraid all I did is make things worse. He said last night he'd think of something. Give him credit. He certainly has. Well, you've got to get to Metcalf before he does. You haven't time to play. You'd better tell them now. No. If I try to avoid this match, Hennessy's he's bound to get suspicious. I haven't been out of his sight all day. Then I'll go. There's a train in an hour. No, you stay here. I'll try to give Hennessy the slip right after the match. Oh, but darling, that'll be too late. Didn't Bruno say I wanted him to go there some night after dark? Yes. He won't expose himself in the daylight. If I can finish off this match, I'll still have time. Already, guy? Go on a couple of minutes. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll be right there. Now, look, Ann, here's what you better do. Get hold of Barbara. And just as soon as... One thing, Hammond, the same fellow plays a pretty good game of tennis, huh? 
Now, look, Tennessee, if Captain Charlie said pick him up for questioning, let's pick him up. Now, let's let him have a chance. If the boys hear about this, they'll send us orchids. Oh, Isn't he wonderful, Mr. Hennessy? Huh? Oh, uh, how are you, Barbara? Oh, this here's Mr. Hammond. Mr. Hammond, this here's the senator's other daughter. Oh, hi. Oh, yes, I've seen Mr. Hammond outside the house. He's a detective, too. You and him take turns, don't you? Yeah, something like that. But if he's your relief man, why would the two of you be together? Uh, look, you're a nice kid, Barbara. Now watch him hit the little ball and don't ask him any questions. Well, all arranged, Dan. The cab's outside waiting to take Guy to the station. I gave him $10. What about those two detectives? Well, they're still over there near the dressing room waiting for Guy to finish the match. Gosh, I've never seen Guy play so fast in my life. He's got to get on that train. Barbara, now once again, as soon as the match is over, Guy's going to run out through the clubhouse. Just do your best to delay those two detectives from coming after him. All Guy will need is a few seconds. Oh, just leave it to me, Anne. Oh, I'm real good at getting into this. Looks like we're out of luck, Hammond. Haynes beat us to it by about two minutes. Guy said he bought a ticket on Metcalf. What are we waiting for? If the train just pulled out... We can still have him flag it down. Before Relax. He... Let him go to Metcalf. We'll phone Captain Shirley and let them take over at that end. Oh, that nutty little dame. Barbara's a nice kid. Maybe it was an accident. Pushing you in the fish pond? Just one thing at puzzle. What's Hans' big rush to get back to Metcalf? What's he going back for? Come on, Hennessy. Let's phone Shirley. What time does it get dark, I said? Hang around, bud. Hang around. You'll find out. They're sure doing business down at this end of the park. Are they? Oh, day and night. Ever since that girl got murdered. People want to see the scene of the crime. Oh. Well, well... Where did it happen? Right over there. Them picnic grounds across the lagoon. Lover's Lane. Yes, sure. They sure been cleaning up. I, I don't think it's a very nice way to make money. Well, these folks got to eat too, ain't they? For a while, the smoochers wouldn't go near the place. I'm afraid I don't know what a smoocher is. Okay, so I ain't educated. Hey, wait a minute, mister. You got a match? No. Well, you got a lighter. You keep fooling with that lighter. Why you just... Here, buy yourself a box of matches. Characters. The place is full of characters. Hello? Hello, this is Sergeant Adams. Calling from the station. Put Captain Shirley on the phone. This is Shirley. Oh. Well, uh, Haynes just got off the train, so he took the cab. Told the driver to take him to the amusement park. Okay, good. Pick up your men and go to the park. I'll take a group from here. We'll be waiting for him. All right, that's all, Adam. Hello, Bruno. I've been looking all over for you. You shouldn't have come here, Guy. This could be very dangerous for you. It would be more dangerous if I left you here alone, wouldn't it, Bruno? This is where it happened, Guy. This is really where it happened. They try to make people believe it happened nearer the concessions. They figure they'll make some more money that way. I came after my cigarette lighter. I want that lighter, Bruno. Don't be foolish, guy. Oh, you're just proving a theory for them. 
The murderer returning to the scene. Give it to me. Give it to me before I... Where you are? Hey! Hey, where you are? I got the man you want right here. He... Stop him! Stop him! You get away! Don't make a move! Hey, go where go! He's getting away! I can't get him! Let him get away! Just watch your fire. There are so many people. Keep those people back. Captain Curley, this man here. He says Haynes isn't the one we want. It's the other one, the one who ran. What do you mean it isn't Haynes? I remembered him. I seen him here that night when the girl was killed. Two young fellows was with her. And this one, he kept following. He kept looking at her. I remember reading the plane. You realize what you're saying? I was talking to him before. I asked him for a match. It's the same one. You men, around the area. Over here, Captain, over here. Don't come any closer. Where you run to now, Bruno? They're all around here. The police. They won't get me. I'll climb to the top. I'll jump before they take me alive. You're sick, Bruno. You belong in a hospital. They know about that. But tell them the truth. Tell them. You don't care about me. You don't care what they do to me. Get down from there. The cars are coming. They won't come down. I'll jump. Bruno, the cars. Now, what's this all about? He, he had my cigarette lighter. He came back here tonight to, to plant it. To pin the whole thing on me. Cigarette lighter, huh? Let me talk to him, please. Take it easy now. Over here. He's in a pretty bad way, Captain. Well, can't you lift that stuff off of him? We've done everything we can until the crane comes. Well, hello, guy. Well, who, who's that with you? This is Captain Turley, Bruno. Police. Oh. Police. We got you at last. Now, God, tell him, Bruno. Tell him you have my lighter. Oh, but I haven't got it, Guy. It must uh, still be over there. Where you dropped it that night. He dropped it, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry, Guy. I, I want to help you. Well, I, I don't know what I can... Captain Turley, can I go through his pockets? No, of course you can't. Besides, he says he hasn't got it. But if he dies before There's he... There's no more ifs. This man's dead, Captain. On his hand. He's got something in his hand. See what it is, Mac. It's a lighter, Captain. A cigarette lighter. Here, let me see that. From A to G. Yeah, from man to guy. Looks like you were right, Haynes. Well, I'd better keep this for a while. How about staying in town overnight? I imagine there's a lot you may want to tell me, huh? Yeah, I imagine there is. Captain, may I, may I use the telephone? Yeah, sure. There's one up near the entrance. Say... Who was he, mister? That guy. His name was Bruno Anthony. A very clever fellow. Oh, yes, guy. Yes, darling. And thanks for phoning. Oh, well, of course I'll be there. I'll leave right away. Father. Barbara. It was Guy. He's safe. He's safe and he's free. That man across the aisle, he, he keeps looking at you. Oh? He's a minister. I didn't know you knew any ministers. I beg your pardon, but aren't you Guy Haynes? 
I'm very sorry, sir, but when I was a very little boy, my mother warned me never to speak to strangers on a train. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.